Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rise up, Red Sea. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're your hosts, Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, hanging out with you on a Wednesday, which is brought to you by Locked On Fantasy Football. Oh, man, I'm getting amped up for fantasy football. My draft is uh, it's about five weeks away. Winning your league starts, though, right now with the right data. Vinny Iyer of Sporting News provides you with the edge you need for your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast just like Locked On Cardinals, and it's all year round. So your fantasy team never fails unless your name is Alex Clancy. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy. We're 67 days away, Alex, from the Arizona Cardinals home opener. We're less than 60 days away from the season kicking off for the Arizona Cardinals. We're 30 days away from their August preseason opener against the Dallas Cowboys. So we could potentially be back out on the great lawn, tailgating, carne asada is just on the grill. You know, beers are flowing like uh, like wine, and women are flocking like the, the geese of Capistrano. Salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> Salmon. Salmon. Of Capistrano. <laughs> Damn, I thought you were going to take it home. Uh, almost did. If, if I didn't butcher a line, would it even be an official Lockdown Cardinals podcast? I don't know, Lloyd. The French are a-holes. but I mean, it's happening. It looks like, uh, you know, everything's going to be up, up and open. You know, the pandemic is winding down. The Arizona Cardinals announced the other day that they're going to be opening up training camp for 12 practices to the public season. Ticket holders will be able to reserve training camp tickets first starting next week on July 19th at 10 a.m. Everybody else can reserve tickets on Wednesday, July 21st. So a week from what today uh, at 10 a.m., right on the Arizona Cardinals website, you can get up to four tickets reserved for each person while surprise last. And uh, the first practice that's open to the public, it's just 16 days away from now, Friday, July 30th. It's coming, man. It, it's nearly here. Yeah, I mean, it just makes me sad that, and I, I go back to this constantly, that the Cardinals didn't take advantage of empty road stadiums last year. Like when all the other teams across the NFL win, like, yeah, sure. There's still travel involved, obviously heavy restrictions on what you can do when you're in different cities, when the, when the pandemic was still abound, but it just makes me sad that they didn't capitalize on all the back of quarterbacks. They played last year, the lack of home field advantage for opposing teams. I know they had lack of home field at home too, but man, it was an opportunity loss last year for the Cardinals. It really was. So Jess Root of Cards Wire, he outlined that the Arizona Cardinals are going to face eight top 15 quarterbacks in 2021. Ten games of their 17, they'll be facing a top 15 quarterback. That's a list that was put together by Mark Schofield. And uh, if you look at last season, just of the top 15 quarterbacks, the Arizona Cardinals faced four. Yep. Four in 16 games. So and two of them were in division, or one of them was in division. Yeah. Russell Wilson, basically. That's it. Now, you know, say what you will about Matthew Stafford, but he's, you know, the consensus is he's a top 10 quarterback right now. He was one of the top 15 quarterbacks that the Cardinals faced last year in a brutal loss to the Detroit Lions, a five-win team. Uh, one of the worst losses, I think, 
under Cliff Kingsbury. That and the Carolina Panthers twice. Those are just bad losses under K2. Uh, you know, the ESPN.com rankings continue their top 10 players at each position and DeAndre Hopkins uh, getting some mad respect from NFL executives, coaches, scouts and players alike. He uh, he 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 checks in at number two. And I don't think you and I aren't surprised about that. We believe that he's actually in the debate for maybe the top wide receiver in the league. And with that ranking, I want to get into this discussion, maybe even a debate, whether or not the Arizona Cardinals are utilizing Nook correctly. We'll get into that discussion as well as uh, this defense. What's the ceiling for the Arizona Cardinals defense? Um, If you look at some publications, they were a top 10 group last year. And you got to imagine with the additions this offseason, that the only way they can go, despite the quarterbacks we just outlined and those problems, that they could potentially be a better just defensive group in 2021. Yeah. I mean, again, like this is not negative town or not. Man, I've been getting some crack for being too skeptical about the team or cynical. It's like, listen, I'm sorry that you don't want to hear what the truth is sometimes. I apologize. Uh, The Cardinals, the sack numbers against really bad teams were really high last year. You know, Hassan Reddick had five against the Giants. Is that right? They had a bunch against the Jets, a bunch against crap box organizations, and it's going to be difficult for the Cardinals to crack the top 10 when they play the quarterbacks, like you mentioned, and the wide receiver ones they're going to go against this year. It's going to be a completely different sack of potatoes, Bo. It's going to be completely different, completely different atmosphere. There's going to be completely different pass rush. You're going to have Chandler Jones back, but you're going to be playing, a, a you know, far superior opponents. So, a top 10, sure, that's what the trajectory is looking like, but they're going through a buzzsaw of a schedule this year. It's going to be a murderer's row pretty much from start to finish. There aren't very many. I don't think they have two games at home in a row. I, 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 don't, I need to double check that, but man, it's going to be tough this year for them to crack the top 10 defensively. It is. You know, if they do crack the top 10 defensively, and I don't think anybody has any real big question marks, maybe outside of the secondary about this defense, um, that I think that they, if the status quo, if they can do it again, it's still going to come down to whether or not they can play high enough level of offensive football to get it done. It is pretty wild to think about, you know, th- despite their struggles against Jared Goff, they went 0-2 against the Rams. They've never beat the Rams under Sean McVay. But Russell Wilson, they split with them, and then they also split with the San Francisco 49ers within the division. You know, I thought that, uh, you know, it, it, when you talk about the offenses and where, you know, the Niners, the Rams, and, and, uh, and Seahawks rank across the NFL that the defense did pretty well. But also, you have to also keep in mind, relative to the division, the Arizona Cardinals could have a top 10 defense and be third in the M- NFC West as far as best defenses. Defensive output, for sure. Yeah. And, and just to just to qualify or uh, to uh, tighten up my last statement, they have two yep. home games in a row once. It's Sunday at home against Houston and Thursday night football against the Packers at home. <laughs> So it's not like, you know, you get two bunnies where you're like, cool, you can look at the schedule where there's a soft spot, ain't a soft spot in the schedule. And you're right. I mean, say what you want about San Francisco. When they're healthy, they're in a very, very good defense. They are. With Jimmy Ward and Jaquiski Tart up top, and you have the pass rush with Nick Bosa when he's healthy, et cetera, Fred Warner in the middle. I mean, they're really good. Seattle's defense got a lot better towards the second half of last season where they were able to run the ball and Russell wasn't enough to throw as much. And the Rams, I mean, they're going to miss Josh Johnson a lot over the top. They're going to miss him a lot. And he's kind of, you know, his, his name doesn't stand out, even though he's going to be a, a monster with Cleveland with the pass rush they have. So yeah, you're probably right. I mean, they're two a, if not the third best um, defense in the division for sure. 
Cleveland got a pair of guys in that from that defensive secondary. Troy Hill, who was a nightmare for the Arizona Cardinals last year, and and Josh Johnson the third. It, it is uh those are two. I mean that that's one thing I think a lot of people are sleeping on. Especially some departures, some key departures from the defensive units across this division. Robert Sala probably the biggest. Who knows what D'Amico sure. Ryan's is is a defensive coordinator for the Niners. Uh, Richard Sherman, who was in the news today, arrested on alleged domestic uh, violence charges. He's uh, in Seattle and he's in jail right now, denied bail. That's the, actually the big headline right now in the NFL. This is actually the season as we prepare for training camp. Is, uh, Richard Sherman remains unsigned. We'll see what that does as far as his availability for the 2021 season, but he's got bigger problems uh, than trying to find a job at this point. You can take him kind of off the Arizona Cardinals list as far as helping fill the need at cornerback. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think that there's a lot of questions surrounding the defenses in this division. The Arizona Cardinals have a lot of continuity, and they have a lot of things to be excited about as far as the addition of J.J. Watt and then also the uh, the young Bucks in the middle of that defense as far as the linebackers are concerned. We'll get into that conversation a little bit later. Let's get into the convo, though, about DeAndre Hopkins being the second best wide receiver in the NFL. It's coming up. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K to follow me, Bo Brock, and at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex. I got to tell you about uh, betonline.ag. We've got a big game as far as the NBA Finals is concerned tonight. The Suns, they are dogs again on the road. Of course, they had a little slice of humble pie the other night. Five-point dogs tonight would, in Milwaukee. What the hell? That's so many points after what they did in the first two games against Milwaukee. If you like it, betonline.ag. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, of course. It's on hold after last night's All-Star game, but it's in full swing. You can track all the action bet online. Get all your latest news, odds, and info, all your sporting news including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, before the next pitch, tip ball, drop puck, bet online, go there on your laptop, mobile device, check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses and contest information. Yeah, sign-up bonuses right now. If you head over to the website, betonline.ag, or on your cell, you could receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in 10 bucks, you get $5 to play around. You, you know, put in 100, you get 50. You get it? Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you Wednesday. Uh, like I said, we're just days away from really the action getting going here. I mean, it's going to be training camp before we know it. We got like one more week to figure out what we're going to do with our lives. That's it. That's it. And we've got to, yeah, I mean, what are you doing with yourself, Alex? I'm just, I'm still so pissed that you didn't bring home the, um, you didn't bring home the dumb and dumber line. You were so close. <laughs> Like, Bo, that's our wheelhouse. We should know that whole script. Yeah. You know, we both hey. watched that movie probably 500 times each. And you went I'm goose. Right. You went foul instead of fish. And I can't, yeah. I can't understand it. But you know what, Bo? I'm, I'm stoked, man. Like, this offseason has been, it's made last offseason with the trade of DeAndre Hopkins look boring. You know, like the names that they've brought in, regardless of output that we're going to see on the field. With J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Malcolm Butler, I mean, it's just James Conner. Um, it, it's it's just – it's going to be really fun. Rodney Hudson, I mean, this team has gotten better. It's gotten a lot older, 
but it's gotten a lot more experience, and we needed to see more experience from this team last year and the year before. So in that light, they've definitely improved. And I, dude, I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. Ninety nine on Sundays. Have, yeah, no doubt about it. It's it still doesn't feel it, it, it's a surreal it feeling. Big, yeah, yeah. Um, so ESPN's bringing home their top ten position rankings. Uh, tomorrow it's tight ends to wrap everything up. Today it was wide receivers and Arizona Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins gets the respect as the second best wide receiver in the NFL. And uh, I don't think you and I were not surprised by this. You know, you could have him anywhere between the fifth best wide receiver in the league and as high as the top wide receiver in the league. If you look at the numbers, and I, I don't disagree with NFL execs, coaches, scouts that rank Devontae Adams, players also involved in this, as Devontae Adams is number one, 18 touchdowns in 2020, just just an absurd year for Aaron Rodgers' top target. You, you can't deny that. If, if, if you had Nook over uh, Devontae Adams, I think that there would be some issues, and rightfully so. What's my stat? Your favorite one is the Cardinals are 10-2 and two and they rush for over 150 right. yards. What's my favorite stat? About Devontae Adams. De- Devontae Adams had 25 catches, 25 red zone catches to DeAndre Hopkins, 20 targets in the red zone. That's, that's it. That's the story. Yeah. It's really about opportunity. You know, it's you can have a basketball player, maybe not anymore, that goes to like McNeese State and is never seen. And then you have a guy that goes to Duke and gets drafted top 10. But, you know, it's it's the opportunities that DeAndre Hopkins, I know you're going to ask the question, you're, you're going to set it up for me, but it's really about opportunities. It's about opportunities for a wide receiver one. The fact that DeAndre Hopkins didn't get 40 more targets than he did last year, which would only be two and a half more a game. (laughs) What? That'd be 200 targets. Yeah, but I mean, that's only two more a game. Like we saw DeAndre Hopkins completely disappear for large stretches of the offensive output for the Cardinals. The Jets game, he had 70 yards rece- seventy yards receiving in two catches when the game was out of reach. Another game, he had, he had a 60-yard catch down the sideline when the game was out of reach. Like, the fact that he's not the first and second option for every offensive pass play blows my mind, and that's why he's number two. That's why he's number two. We didn't, we didn't even mention maybe because we I don't I don't know how you feel about the ESPYs. I don't really care about the ESPYs. They won the play of the year. The Hale Murray was the play of the year, yeah. by the way. So yeah. he was the he was the main the one of two key cogs in that play. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Just to your point, and what our debate here, our discussion is, you know, he is the second best wide receiver according to those execs and coaches and players and, and ESPN.com's rankings. But are the Arizona Cardinals utilizing them? You don't feel like they are if they're utilizing them correctly or not. Where I feel like I think we need to kind of pump the brakes on that. I mean, 160 targets is nothing to turn your nose up. I mean, that's pretty on par with what he was doing in Houston. And nobody had any problem with the way that they were utilizing him there for the Texans. He had 20 targets in the red zone, which is like, that's top 10 worthy. He had 12 catches and 20 targets. Three of his six touchdowns came in. Would I like to see DeAndre Hopkins see more? Absolutely. No doubt about it. When you look at the guys who were kind of red zone target hawks for the Cardinals, This, this is pretty interesting, Alex. I was looking this up, and this is according to NFLSavant.com, and it includes plays that were wiped out by penalty as well. But uh, Christian Kirk had, uh, let's see, nine catches and 14 targets. So 14 targets, nine catches, and four touchdowns. Chase Edmonds had 12 targets, 11 catches in the red zone for four touchdowns. So Kyler Murray throwing to Chase Edmonds and Christian Kirk in the red zone 
20 for 26 for eight touchdowns. Do you have an issue, though, if he's that efficient throwing to somebody else than number 10? I mean, the throws to Chase Edmonds are usually behind the line of scrimmage. You know, we're not looking, we're not targeting. When I see red zone targets, I see our best receiver going towards the end zone. Let's throw it on the back on the back corner. Let him go get it. You know, like Chase Edmonds, sure, fine. I, I have an issue that it's that 80% of them are not going to DeAndre Hopkins. I will always have an issue with that. If you triple team him, then somebody's wide open. But I trust DeAndre Hopkins getting into the end zone over 99.9% of people in the NFL. Like, throw it up. He can go get it. This isn't like, you know, back a, a back uh, back corner fade. That's what I'm talking about. Just throw it to him. If he gets picked off, if you if you get picked off once or twice in a game, sure, maybe look somewhere else. He is the best pound for pound receiver, hands wise in the game. Use him more. It, like the, again, the Chase Edmonds thing. They were probably short the majority of them, and I know that we're looking at twenty yards in, in the red zone. But I'm really focusing on around the goal line where Dan Arnold was the hot hand always getting that first look in the back of the end zone, which makes me want to throw up. Yeah. The, uh, it, it, when you consider the red zone and, and I mentioned that uh, 26 attempts, 20 completions to Edmonds to Kirk, you had 20 rushes from Kyler Murray in the red zone. He converted nearly half of those into touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns on 20 rushes, absurdly efficient for Kyler Murray. So there was efficiency there. Obviously it wasn't there at the end of the season. They kind of reverted back to Cliff Kingsbury's first season where they struggled in the red zone. Right. Uh, look, I mean, the most sure-handed wide receiver since Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, 159 targets, one drop. It's it, it's absurd how long his arms are, his, his catch percentage. He seems like he's money in the bank. It, it probably would shock you to hear this, Alex, that last the season previous to 2020, his last season in Houston, he had 11 targets in the in the red zone. Jeez. He had 11, but he had 28 in 2018 where he had double-digit touchdowns. And then the season before that, he didn't have a lot. I think he had about 17. Or I'm sorry, 20 in 2017 when he had 13 touchdowns, so pretty efficient as far as scoring. I, I just, you know, the opportunities are there, but I think it comes down to who's your quarterback, what he's seeing, what the coverage is. It, it's not all just, hey, you need to throw the ball DeAndre Hopkins' way. Uh, can you get too smart for the room sometimes? Absolutely. Can you get too cute as far as I think that they su- certainly suffered from that last year at the end of last year, and, and you would benefit from it? Yeah, why not? But I, I, don't, I, I don't think that there's a complete like misuse of one of the top weapons in, in the NFL right now. But, but listen, when you watch Green Bay Packers games, you know where the ball is going inside the 15-yard line. It's going to Devontae Adams, and he always gets open, it seems. There is always an open path from Aaron Rodgers to, to uh, Devontae Adams. And you know what that is? That's Matt LaFleur being a good play caller. And Cliff Kingsbury, again, clips the wings from this off- of this offense at times, not calling the correct plays, not putting your best playmakers in a position to succeed. And sure, some of this is on Kyler. Kyler doesn't make the the best you know the best uh, decisions at times in the red zone, but when you look at Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to Devontae Adams and he always seems to be open or always seems to have a path to be open, when everybody in the building knows he's getting the ball, there's room for improvement, and there's a vast room for improvement 
for Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins via Cliff Kingsbury. There just is. And yeah, that's I, why I say the the misuse. Misuse may be a, the wrong terminology, but underuse, I think, is definitely something that we can we can add to the equation. He, he only had six touchdowns last year, man, and one of them was on a Hail Mary at the end of the game. One of them was on a 40-yard pass down the sideline in a Jets game that was already decided. That's 33% of his touchdown output in two fluke plays. It is scary to think about what year one was with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, 1,400 yards, 115 catches, six touchdowns. What they can do with an offseason, a season under their belt, and you know, obviously the full training camp and preseason, it's pretty scary to think and, about. And a better receiving core to keep the rest of the DBs on. Well, that's going to be the key. That's going to be the key. I mean, I mentioned Edmonds and Kirk, but outside of that, you really didn't have any production. And guys like uh, AJ Green, Rondell Moore, hopefully can supplement it enough mm-hmm. to where if you if you can't get number ten open, or if he's facing double, triple teams, bracketed coverage, whatever it may be, you've got other options. You have Kyler's legs. You know about that. You need Christian Kirk to get back on track. He was he was too quiet at the end of the season. It's Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you. Coming up, we are going to get into this defense. We're not going to give it enough due today. We'll probably carry this one on to tomorrow's podcast, plus our debate of the day or our, our throwdown Thursday. That's going down tomorrow as well. But uh Coming up, let's get into the defense. Can it be a top 10 unit? Is that going to be enough for the Cardinals to go where they want to go? And that's the postseason. Let me tell you this, though. The uh, best tasting protein bar is Built Bar. No doubt about it. It's where tasty and healthy, those worlds collide. And right now, you've got limited time flavors all summer long. Orange and strawberry. You got to get in there and you got to get a mixed box because it's 100% real chocolate. It's 100% delicious without cutting any corners as far as health is concerned because most bars they have about 130 to 180 calories they've got 17 to 18 grams of muscle packing protein just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams net carbs right now go to built.com use the promo code locked 15 it's did you know built bar is the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team i mean that's they trust Built Bar. We trust Built Bar. You should trust Built Bar. Go to the website, built.com, 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15. And um, it's raining here in Arizona as as we speak, and I need to get some new windshield wipers, and I don't want to drive, so I'm going to go to rockauto.com. If they <laughs> just happen to be a sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network, rockauto.com is the best. Uh, you don't have to go to a chain storefront to get the stuff that you need to ask questions. Everything is at your fingertips at rockauto.com. They're a family-owned business. They've been online for 20 years. They've got everything from windshield wipers to paint to carpet to whatever the hell you need, taillights. Um, the prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers, so that's good. You don't get upcharged for not being a manufacturer. Go to the website or um, you know, and, and write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.coms all right final segment here locked on cardinals i've been doing some research i i want to kind of be loaded up with all the facts when it comes to cliff kingsbury going into his third season there it's been a trendy topic i was just reading uh, an article from frank schwab of yahoo sports kind of previewing the cardinal season and he's identified obviously cliff kingsbury on the hot seat how he got there 
And it's just interesting to me. I just want to be loaded up with everything, all the information I need on Cliff Kingsbury to know, because I believe the jury's still out. I think what the Arizona Cardinals did, plucking him from Texas Tech, his alma mater that fired him, actually plucked him from USC as their offensive coordinator for a cup of coffee before you know they even played a game. I'm sure he didn't even get a chance to kind of like measure out Clay Helton's office to be his uh, successor at some point. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury becomes the Arizona Cardinals head coach, one of the more miraculous, inevitable rises to becoming an NFL head coach. But with that, there has to be patience. And with Cliff Kingsbury taking over this offense that was in the Jurassic era as far as concepts in 2018 and getting up up to speed into a modern-day offense where they are right now, I think you know the criticism, sure, he deserves a lot of it, but he also deserves some credit. I'm still working on this. Uh, within Schwab's article, uh, he talks about the defense. And I was kind of surprised at how kind of under the radar this defense was. We'll get into Cliff Kingsbury conversation later, Alex. We'll have more time to, to roast your boy. But, you know, as far as the defense is concerned, uh, according to the football outsiders, they were a top 10 group. As far as what they use, as far as DVOA, uh, they, they were a, anywhere between ninth and seventh in the league last year. It's pretty surprising. And then you take in consideration they were ninth against the pass, and they did that without Chandler Jones in the lineup, and they added J.J. Watt. Um, yeah. I'm just looking at the schedule. I mean, it's... You're getting back to the quarterback issue. You're getting back to the quarterback and the wide receivers that they're going to face, and it's a murderer's row, no doubt about it. I mean, listen, they improved from last year. Uh, who they played... Listen, they were the strength of this team last year, if you had to pick one. Is that fair to say? Yeah. They were the strength of this team. Um, they didn't play high-quality quarterbacks the majority of the season. Sure, you're going to have your outliers, your Russell Wilsons, et cetera, but they didn't play good quarterbacks. And when you look at, I mean, it, it, it's going to be, <laughs> I mean, th- it, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a tough year with, with who they're going to play. Um, I think that they're going to improve. I think Buda Baker is obviously coming to his own as, as a superstar what the cornerbacks are going to do, that's going to be the question. If this pass rush isn't successful, the Cardinals will not be a good defense this year because they put all of their baskets into the defensive line in the pass rush. Right? All their baskets? All their eggs in, in that basket? All of their salmon of Capistrano into, their, into, the, into the same basket. They did. Because, you know, the, yeah. they pretty much punted on the corner. I mean, they signed Darquez Denard late. They signed Malcolm Butler, who's going to be fine. He's going to be a CB1, but he's really better fit as a CB2. And we'll see what happens with Marco Wilson, who we had on earlier this week, and Tay Gowan. Surprises could happen, but if the cornerbacks regress from where they were last year and the pass rush doesn't stay at about 85% of what it was last year, nobody's expecting the pass rush to do what it did last year, which was be the anchor of this defense. You should. I mean, but listen, Isaiah, we'll see what they do with Isaiah Simmons. All the money you're paying paying J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones? It's not that much. I mean, they're paying J.J. Watt. They're not paying him Aaron Donald money. They're paying him more money than you expected to pay him. But it's you bring J.J. Watt in for more than just what's on the field. And that's where you see the Cardinals are still a little bit more broken than men did. You know, you needed guys like that. And sure, maybe I'm just saying that what they lost with Hassan Reddick with his double-digit sacks. Yeah, it's going to be dispersed. I just don't know if the if we're going to have to rely so watch them rely so much on the passers like we did last year for them to yeah. have defensive output. That's I, I hope 
Yeah, I hope most of our listeners are listening in the day and it's not before they go to bed so they don't have nightmares about this. But the Cardinals, as we mentioned, they're going to face eight top 15 caliber quarterbacks. Tannehill, right out of the gates. Russell Wilson twice, Stafford twice, Dak, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, potentially Aaron Rodgers, potentially, plus the the potential of a bounce back with Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Sam Darnold. That's scary. That is. But let me ask you this. Is the duo or the trio, I should say, of Malcolm Butler, Robert Alford, and uh, and Byron Murphy, is it better than the trio of Patrick Peterson, Drake Kirkpatrick, and Byron Murphy from last year? Is that an upgrade? I don't know. I'd say it is. We don't know what Robert Alford can do. We don't know what Malcolm Butler can do in a new system. Malcolm Butler had... They had... Zero passers. We both know because we both had them on our fan. I think we both drafted Tennessee as our fantasy football defense. We saw very quickly that they were not as advertised from the previous year. We have no idea. We have no idea what Robert Alford can do. Drake or Patrick at times last year had very good, timely defensive plays. He also allowed blowups that we hadn't seen. Like he, he was defending Tyler Lockett for a lot of that game, right? When Tyler Lockett had 12 for 150 or whatever and two touchdowns, no 200, God, whatever yeah. he had. Target but, practice for Russell but we don't know. We have no idea if it's an upgrade or not. I, I'd you'd say hope, I, you'd hope it is. I think it just has the ability to be the status quo between 2020 and 2021 with an improved pass rush and with the unknown of two young bucks as far as Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons who could be key cogs as far as what this defense is going to do. Can they go up? Can they stay where they are or can they, will they fall back? And that's going to be a huge question going into it. We're going to continue to try to answer those questions right here on the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Thank you for everybody that tunes in. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Set up the alerts so when we have a new podcast hit, you're ready for it. It'll just, it'll notify you and you can just tune right in. Also, like this video. We appreciate that. Leave a review, leave a rating if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Throwdown Thursday tomorrow. For Alex Clancy, I'm Bo Brock. It's Locked on Cardinals.